0: Well, hello there! My name is Bartholomew T. Scotchdale. And you may remember me from the time I was a stand-in guest host right here on Marvel Plus a few months back. And I'm here today to tell you about another fantastic podcast. And my friends, you know I know podcasts. I am, after all, a connoisseur of sorts as you well know. Now, this podcast goes by the name of Daily BS. And Daily BS is also hosted by your friend and mine, Brett Scott. Now, what differentiates Daily BS from Marvel Plus is that Daily BS delves into much more than the Marvel Universe. Daily BS is where Brett shares his most personal Intimate and sometimes controversial thoughts on the latest in entertainment and pop culture. And so much more. TV series, film reviews. That's just the beginning. Brett also shares his thoughts on book series, current events. And from time to time, the man even shares entertaining stories from his questionable youth. Now, you probably already know this, but let me just tell you and make it clear. Brett Scott is a man of principle, a man of the people, and a man among men. So go on over and give Daily BS a try. Either on YouTube at youtube.com dailybs daily BS, or you can find Daily BS right here where you listen to this podcast and anywhere podcasts are heard. Now, get on over there, give it a listen. The only regret you will have is is not doing it sooner. Moon Knight Season 1 Episode 3 <music> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Marvel Plus, The podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your host, and this is the show. And it's another fantastic show this week. I know I say it every week, and it's true. Every week, if you notice, we do a damn good show. We have great guests. That's what I do here. I bring great people who love the MCU together to chat about it and I couldn't be happier doing it like this is a total passion project for me and I thank everyone that keeps coming back and and listening to me spill my guts and my guests spill their guts about the MCU and we don't always love every episode of everything and that's part of the fun is discussing it and and comparing how you know, how I feel to maybe how someone else feels about a specific series or a film. Um, you'll even hear it in today's episode. You know, when it comes to the Eternals, we have very different opinions on the matter. Um, and and when it comes to these series, we see them a little bit differently. So, yeah, that that's part of the fun of fandom. Like, for me, I, I hate that there's this, like, toxic fandom that where people, like, literally put a piece of themselves into these characters so much that that they can't just enjoy something and they have to fight with someone else about their opinion. It's too much, man. Just enjoy that we have this. It's such a magical time to be alive. And Maybe I'm overdoing it a little bit, but it is... It's... It's incredible. It's incredible that we are where we are in terms of pop culture. Comic book things are mainstream pop culture... This is insane. In the 90s, it was not this way. In the 80s, it was definitely not this way. It's like, it's slowly gone, but once we hit the year 2000, uh, it it just really started to erupt, and once we got post-2010, comic book media has taken over entertainment. That's all actors want to do now. Get me into a Marvel film. I want to be the next Batman, whatever. That's, That's the reality we're living in now, folks. The stuff... That now, now, there's still real geeks and nerds out there, like us, who read comic books. <laughs> but, but, you know, for the most part, let's be real, most most people are not reading the comic books. We still have our little corner pocket of the geek universe. It's not 100% mainstream to be into this stuff. However, when it comes to the films and series, you have to be realistic. It, it's, it's pop culture now. It's not niche at all. It's part of the entertainment world. And I couldn't be happier because the more people that enjoy this stuff, the more stuff that we get. And I don't know if this comic book movie bubble is ever going to burst, but I'm going to enjoy the ride until it does. Let me tell you. I've been enjoying it so far. It hasn't ended yet. And we're getting more and more and more obscure characters that I never thought I'd see on screen, including the one we're talking about today. Today I have a wonderful guest that you have heard before, and a lot of you really enjoyed my last conversation with Andy Knowles, aka Angry Andy from Angry Andy Reviews. So let's hop right into this conversation. Um, we, I didn't start the conversation off with, hey, how are you? We just kind of jumped into the conversation. I started recording uh, right in the middle of us talking, and that's what you get, a very real conversation that eventually gets to Moon Knight, Episode 3, so I hope you enjoy the conversation before, and I hope you enjoy what we had to say about Episode 3 of Moon Knight. Let's hop in. The Doctor Strange is coming up soon. Yeah. And, um, I'm I'm guessing you've seen the trailer for that, and...
1: Yeah, and I'm conscious about not watching any more trailers, or, um advertisements on it I'm I'm very much sort of like not looking at anything else I know there was another another teaser or something maybe yesterday the day before or something some company released something and somebody was somebody posted on saying no, I don't want to see any more stop it so I was like okay I'm just avoiding it because I want to yeah. go in they keep hyping up this, this horror and oh there's going to be lots of surprises well you're kind of making me expect the surprises now which is detrimental to what I want. I want to be able to go in and go, Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. And Jesus yeah. Christ, look at all these characters. Or it'd be yes. the other way around, where we, we don't have all these characters. So I'm a bit I'm a bit sort of like on that seesaw kind of thing of like, if, if we get too much of something, is it going to affect it? If we get too little, is it going to affect it? So I just want to go in completely blind, if you like. It's obvious we're going to see certain characters, because they're there's some in the bloody poster and we've heard, you know, we've we've got Ultron bots, we've got Professor Xavier, you know, how long yeah. are these characters and these, these bits and pieces are gonna be in there and what they mean going forward. Who knows? But I just I wanna yeah. stay with it because I probably won't see it on release weekend either. So I'm very much aware of like I'm gonna have to stay very clear of this because there's gonna be spoilers left, right and centre as well. It's gonna be massive, yeah. like, it's gonna be a massive film, probably as big as uh, the recent Spider-Man, I reckon.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, th- and that's crazy to imagine because you remember the first uh, Doctor Strange film, like it wasn't, didn't make that big of a splash, you know? Yeah, um, it's kind of, it kind of,
1: it, it came, it did its business and then it kind of wandered off and, until Infinity War, didn't it?
0: Yeah. And, and I honestly, like going back, I actually really enjoy um, the, the Doctor Strange film, the first Doctor Strange film. Yeah. Uh, but it, I'm I'm... It's kind of crazy how, so like with Spider-Man, right? Like those films were big, but they weren't like huge, huge. Like the first Spider-Man film did pretty well. The next one did even better, but the third film, yeah. you know, sets records. Now it's just, it's just the time we live in. It's so crazy that like the third or fourth film in a series yeah. is so much bigger than the original. Like, yeah. I guess, I guess it's kind of always been that way, right? Like, the sequels are always supposed to be bigger, better, make more money, but yeah. this is massive. Like, going from what the first Doctor Strange did and meant to people mm. to how much people care about Doctor Strange now all of a sudden, like...
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I think there's, it's, the, it's the magic of the Marvel machine. they the managing to make you care and invest in characters that you probably were aware of. And now you 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 love them, and they're a part of your everyday sort of existence, like would you refer to something or anything like that it's It's amazing they have to be given credit but at the same time. you know there's always that concern that <laughs> we'll get into the realms of too much. There's a lot going on now, so if if they if they trip up with any one of these characters in their respective properties, you know that's when certain things could fall apart. That's just my take, I mean, because there's so much going on at the minute, like even with these these, these series, like with Moon Knight, there's so much going on, it's a lot to keep yourself sort of like aware of where they all fit in, (laughs) how they all fit in, and if there's one trip up, like with the Eternals, the Eternals for me is a massive trip up, and I just don't care about the Eternals, I don't want to see them again. But even with yeah. that in mind, I'm like, well, how the hell are they going to fit in going forward if they if yeah. you know, if I don't care about them, what they're going to do to another film, what's their sequel going to be like? What's their appearance in another film going to be like?
0: Yeah, I do. I wonder what I would like to see with that is, yeah, I know that it, it was hot and cold, the reactions to Eternals. I actually rather enjoyed it, but I put it like right in the middle uh, of the film. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the worst, but I don't think it's super great either. It's not in the top. Ten of films for me of the yeah. MCU, um, but what I hope is that, like Doctor Strange, they will find a way to make it really important to the story and they make us care about it. Yeah, you know, like, like, like I said, Doctor Strange was like, eh, you could take it or leave it. Now it's all that matters at the time. Yeah. You know, like right now, it's like this is everything. Everything rides on this, and and this may be how we get the introduction of mutants, and this may be how we get. You know, to the next stage of the MCU, it's like they've made this character who was already not that important of a character. And then in the MCU, really on nobody's top tier list of characters. And now it's like all anyone cares about. Yeah. As you said, it'll probably be as big as Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, it's probably be that big. And it's very connected to that film, you know, like.
1: It's almost like a direct sequel to that film, isn't it? It's like the repercussions of, you know, what happened in Spider-Man. It's all on Doctor Strange. Baron, Baron Mordo says it in the trailer, doesn't he? Says you, you messed with the multiverse, and now you're gonna have to pay for it. You know, to, yes. to paraphrase. So it is almost like it, it's a direct sequel, and it's a direct sequel to One Division. So you bring it in, you do bring it in two, two different items, and making one, yeah. one, uh, one sequel out of it. They're very clever. They're very clever, Marvel, aren't they? Bastards.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good at what they do. I, 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 like I said though, I hope they can do that with all these other characters because there are some right now that are not blowing anyone's skirt up. Like the Eternals. It's like, how are they going to fit in? And then you've got like, I, maybe it's just me, but I'm not super pumped for this Ms. Marvel series. i just no, judging by the trailer.
1: Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, that's the thing because because they're expanding. They're trying to encompass more and more of an audience, aren't they? So certain things aren't going to fit for us. Yeah. And that's what's making me think, like, well, how am I? How are they going to make me care about these characters going forward? So obviously yeah. you Miss Marvel yeah. and then we're going to have the Marvels or, you know, the, the, the Captain Marvel sequel. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see where, where we, how that series pans out and then how it works into that film.
0: And if it yeah. works,
1: if it gets you interested in those characters...
0: Yeah, and maybe it will be that, you know, everybody's always had their favorite characters, you know what I mean? So maybe it will be just like, okay, you know, you include Ms. Marvel in the, in the films going forward. Um, yeah. not my favorite thing, but mm-hmm. it'll be part of the story. You know, maybe just like uh, Captain Marvel, like I, I didn't care that much about her appearance in, uh, in uh, game, but you know, it was part of yeah. the story you know it was like but it's not detrimental like the fact that she was in it doesn't ruin the film so maybe it'll be like that oh, it's just yeah. like you know
1: it's complimentary, like complimentary love... like um you know like a like the salad you get on the bit on your plate at a restaurant you know it's com a complimentary bit of salad or yeah you know, the breadsticks yeah. when you sat down yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I, i'm just so I, i'm trying to look at it like that like maybe some of these characters that i don't care much about um mm that they at least won't be detrimental to, to the franchise. Like I feel like with the Ms. Marvel series, it looks like they are reaching uh, out for like a younger audience, a more female, Mm -hmm. younger audience. And you know, that's why it doesn't appeal to me as much. Why would it, you know, I'm a late 30s man. I'm not, that's not my genre, but I feel, I feel like, um, they could include her as part of larger stories and, and it would be just fine. Just like, it's such a drastic comparison to make, like this Moon Knight series yeah. compared to Ms. Marvel. Like, it, that's going to be a wildly different feel yeah. to get into. And it's just like, yeah, one thing is more my thing and one thing isn't. So yeah. hopefully it can just mesh well. I don't need yeah. to love every single character is what I'm saying. I don't need to love every single character. It's like I'm yeah. a big fan of the x ex- but there's so many characters that I just really don't care about in the X-Men universe, you know? Yeah. Like the X-Men is be the there.
1: best example for, like, you know, everyone's got their favorite in the X-Men team, and everyone should have their, their individual favorite, you know, in yeah. the MCU. And um, they, can't, they can't all be perfect all the way through. They can't all be right. perfect characters all the way through.
0: So, yeah, it's just hope it bloody works, I suppose.
1: Yeah. It's massive and I tapestry. Should...
0: I could be proved wrong, too. Like I said, like, you know, Doctor Strange no one cared about. Now everyone cares about Doctor Strange. Maybe, you know, they could take that kind of a turn with Eternals or Ms. Marvel or whatever. You never yeah. know. They are damn good at storytelling. So yeah, they could do. You know. Absolutely. Now. Let's talk a little bit about Moon Knight. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. So as before. We came into the series. Were you already pretty pumped for it, or were you like, "Eh, we'll see"? Um,
1: I know nothing about Moon Knight. Don't have a bloody clue. If I'm being honest. Really, don't have a clue. So yeah. Um, I think I was more excited because Oscar Isaacs was in it. I think mm-hmm. I, I, that was what was sort of driving me. I was like, "They've, they've got this really good actor. who has got tremendous range. Probably hasn't had, you know, probably not been given." all that much to do, short-changed in Star Wars, yet made something, you know, out of that character. And I think that's what drove me through, I think, more than anything. I was just more excited about yeah. that.
0: What? Oh, well, I do have to ask you about this, then. Go on. The the British accent. What What's your take, See, Because I don't know. I'm American as it gets. So when I hear an accent... I, I could be like, oh, it sounds believable to me, and meanwhile you're over there like, ah, oh, uh, it's cringe. Yeah, well, so
1: yeah, it it is. I, I'm from the north of England, so um, his accent it's it's trying to be sort of like you know very southern, you know, from London. Mm. It does grate on me like a cheese grater a little bit, a little bit. It really does. There's there's some there's some inflections in it where I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't believe it, yeah. but yeah. the thing about it is, in in terms of the the context of the character, which from someone who doesn't know Moon Knight, I didn't even know he had these multiple bloody personalities. To be honest, so I was it was a bit shocked. I was like, okay, he's he's completely English, and then you get this this other character coming through, don't you? This Mark, and you've got Conshu as well. And I was like, okay, so they're all they're all they're not real. We don't know who the real one is at the moment. I think yeah. it works in that context because it throws you off and you get this weird sort of, you know, accent where it, he's where trying, where it's purposely made to sound a bit off compared to all the other characters. Or yeah. whether it's, you know, like a genuine thing. But it plays to that sort of like the audience don't know what's going on, what's going on, and Stephen doesn't know what's going on. The English guy, the English part, he doesn't know what's going yeah. on. So you're on, this, you're on this journey of like complete confusion with him. So I think it works in that regard, even if it, if it, even if it is a bit sort of like, oh, it's almost yeah. child, it's almost like a childlike kind of voice. Like I don't know what's going yeah. on. Oh, oh, I, I, I work in the gift shop. Oh, oh, the gift shop. That's <laughs> yes. like oh, oh, I don't want to get involved, please. You know, I yes. just want to go home.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. I, I, I was, um, I was curious though of of how, uh the folks across the pond were viewing this because I, like I said, I, I, I talked about it in the last episode. Like I, I don't know either way. Like, I don't know. It could, it could sound pretty authentic. It could not. Um, yeah. I think you guys are much better at imitating our accents than we are at yours. For some reason, I don't know why that is, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I think, I just think that to be true when I, there are a lot of British actors who, play American, and I don't know that they're British at all. Like, I can't tell at all. And it surprises yeah. me when I see them in an interview, and I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I had no idea. Um yeah. As a lot of... Sometimes, though, like, so with this actress who plays Layla, I can hear her accent slip quite often. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you notice that or not, but, yeah, I, yeah, if I think she's going for an American accent... But yeah. every once in a while, it slips.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that because I I, was, I didn't know where she was supposed to be from. Because obviously she's got, this, she's got the, the Middle Eastern heritage as well, like to do with, yes. with with Egypt. And then she's got this American inflection. But at the same time, there's like this British thing coming through as well. So I was a bit unsure, especially when we first met her. Because when you, you first hear her on the phone in the second episode, I was like, OK, who, who's this American lady? What's going on yeah. here? And then we, we meet on the motorcycle. And it took me a little while to realise it was actually the same person because the accent had shifted. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit bizarre. There are, there, are, there are a few things that don't really sort of match yeah. in the accent thing. But I think, just going back to Oscar, Oscar Isaacs, it's really good how the American accent, which is his native, <laughs> sounds almost put on as well. That's how good an actor he is. Yeah. So completely different characterizations that you think who is the who's the real character here who's the real who's the real actor as well, which I think is yeah. good. but yeah Layla I'm I'm uh, I'm not sure about that character in general not just acting wise I think the character in general I'm a bit sort of like is it, she tacked on to add you know a sense of threat or danger from Mark's perspective. Yeah. Or is she getting, is she going to get in the way at some point? I don't really know. I mean, she already has kind of got in the way a little bit. She's doing bloody things that are messing everything up, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, yeah, dodgy one for me.
0: I was going to say too that, uh, that there was one point in this episode, just last thing on accents, I promise. Where Mark, um, when he's, when the first time he encounters Stephen in a reflection, like of the knife, Ever yeah. seen with him, uh, it did seem it was a little more put on. Like it seemed, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but it seemed like he was. His accent was even more intense. Like it was more, and that could just be the intensity of the performance. Like he's really, really? excited, you know. Please stop this, you know. But I, I do have to give it to Oscar Isaac because I, and and it's got to be fun as hell. For an actor to be able to play different roles in the same yeah. gig, you know that's got to be yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It really puts them to the test, you know, especially if it's in the same scene and you have to switch from one accent to another, one personality to another. That's yeah. Yeah. it's got to be like stretching of your abilities a little bit, and also just yeah. just, just fun to do as a as an actor.
1: Yeah, and the the two completely different characters. One one one's a complete coward almost, so you know, he's just nervous all the time and then you've got this other uh, the CIA specialist, we don't even know what he is, mercenary kind of kind of figure. Yeah. And then there's the there's the inklings of a, a third as well in there. Yes. And I, I don't like I said, I don't know anything about Moonlight, so the the idea that there's a third hidden personality in there is just is just mm. pure you know, it's, that's good gravy for me going forward. Because what's what's working for me more than anything in this series so far is his performance. His performance is is selling everything and believing yeah. all of the madness. Because we are on this mysterious journey where we're finding out new things all the time, and we're not even sure what's really happening. Like the missus turned to me and said, "I I still don't know what's going on, but I'm really enjoying yeah. it because it's it's like a proper." It's almost like an Indiana Jones-esque kind of adventure, but instead of just okay. archaeology, we've got the archaeology, we've got the supernatural, and then we've got uh, astrology as well. We're, we're looking at all different aspects. where they are trying to uncover puzzles, you know, and not just puzzles of how to stop this being from being reborn, but the puzzle of the mind as well, which is all yeah. in, you know, Stephen and Mark and how they're going to, you know, you know, fix themselves and sort themselves out alongside bloody Conchu stood at the back, giving them shit. Which I think is hilarious. I, I love the, that, that the ethereal being just stood in the background, just constantly going, oh, kill him, kill him, just do it. Yeah, It's really tickling me. Like, yeah. he's just, you know, instead of just being like this malevolent being going, you must don the garb and protect everyone, he's like, oh, just kill them. <laughs> and I love it, because they're like, oh, shut up, stop it.
0: Yeah. And I love, too, that he is actually... Yeah, he's not just this ethereal thing. He's not like a voice in the sky or yeah. um, like a specter, you know. Um, yeah. He is—he's just, just standing there. He's just standing there, and he <laughs> looks—he
1: he stood in the most awkward place and he just like sat on top of like just on top of a bin or something. Like, oh, just, just put on the suit and kill them.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I, I'm I'm enjoying the same thing about it—the just the mystery of the mind here. Like we're trying to figure out. You know, when did the you know, when did the personalities develop? Was this an old was this a yeah. lifelong thing? And we get a little bit of clue to that into this episode where where he says something to Layla about I, I did have it under a bit of control until recently. Yeah. So I, that kind of points to the fact that, like, he's been dealing with this maybe his whole life. Mm. And I wonder I wonder how that works, though, like with Stephen. Living in London, Mark living who knows where, all around the world traveling. And you know, do they both remember their childhoods? Do they both remember their past? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, do they have completely separate memories of how they grew up and and where they're from and everything? Or, you know, I was wondering last episode if if maybe Stephen became a part of him at some point and won't, wouldn't remember as far back as Mark.
1: Yeah that that's what's interesting about it because we're not sure specifically of the of the time frame so you have you have Ethan Hawke's character of Harrow who's saying well I was the previous avatar for Konsu. yet yeah, we we don't know much about you know when that sort of transfer happened you know is it 5 years 10 years is it 20 years you know I think yeah. Mark from what I've seen is Mark's the primary because he had the passport you got You know, archive footage of him, you know, as a mercenary, killing people, everything. So it is a case of, did these other sort of personalities come in alongside Khonshu? Or was it, you know, is there some other traumatic event that's happened, which has led him to, you know, develop these split personalities? And because of his involvement with the, you know, the Moonlight character, is that, you know, enhancing... You know, these, these other personalities, is that making them come to the fore more because of this, you know, this costumed vigilante has become? It's, it, it's an intriguing thing, and considering we're halfway through as well, they're not going to answer mm-hmm. everything. But for the first time, I think in terms of Marvel, I'm quite happy for that to, you know, stay as it is. I want there to be like this continuing sort of mystery of like how he's going to, you know, solve his, his personality issues. You know, I don't, I don't want to find out everything. It's a bit weird because usually we're all kind of like, oh, they didn't answer this and I need to know it now. I think for yeah. the benefit of the character going forward, we shouldn't find out everything about his past. I think a lot of it should be, remain mysterious just so we're left with this unknown sort of quality about him because he can be, you know, he can sit there and think, you know, I, don't, I want to do this, I need to do this. I don't want to kill these people. And at the same time, you get that flick which they do really well with the sort of like the juddering effect, and he becomes, you know, people are dead around him. I like that that unknown quality that there is that third party in there mm-hmm. that will just kill and and go back and disappear.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if that was maybe just kanshu taking more of the forefront, like taking more control yeah. of the actor during that time. Maybe it's like maybe that's <laughs> taking over because neither one of them seemed to be responsible for it, but Conchu. Yeah. Is is there, like immediately after when they're talking about it, yeah? Like do it? You, he's like, you know, how could you do that? Oh, I did. It wasn't me. And then yeah. Conner was there, like, oh, we got to do it. You know, <laughs> it's like, it, yeah. but it's got to be done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be that. It could be he can only do things, you know, in a split moment or for for you know a few seconds or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really think of that. Of, I thought he was just sort of sat in the background, casually watching along with some popcorn or something, but. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. Well, you can only sort of inhabit the body, you know, very briefly.
0: Yeah, know? could be, could be. I, a, I, I agree with you about uh, not telling us the entire mystery in this series because I think one of the main reasons is because the character is so new. It's not like any of the other characters we've dealt with where if you have a mystery with Loki, you know Loki, you know, we yeah. know Loki yeah. is. We just want the story that's going on right now explained. Like, if you leave it unsaid, then we're just like, you didn't you didn't explain that. Like, it it seems like lazy, whereas this is a brand new character. And we've got a lot of time to have the mystery unfold. And so it's like, yeah, don't give us all at once. Like, let's let's stretch it out a little bit and and, you know, have the mystery unfold over time. Yeah, I don't want to know in six weeks everything there is to know about Moon Knight.
1: Because it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's so saying, like, oh, it's just a, you know, a short series. There's been no sort of word of, you know, where they're going to be going from these from these episodes. Are they going to do a second season? We don't know. Are they going to feature in another series? We don't know. Are they going to do, right. like, the, like the, the Netflix Marvel thing and have, you know, a Defenders kind of series where some of them come together? Don't think so. Probably not, but we don't know. We don't even know if they'll feature in somebody else's movie or not. So there's there's a right. lot of time. There's a lot of things that they can do. Different angles and different journeys they could take them on. So, yeah, we, we don't need to know everything about the character. It's enough, I think, yeah. that we've, we've seen how he becomes, you know, the the figure itself of Moon Knight. And I still find it a little bit interesting that we are halfway through. And we have seen quite very you know very little of Moon Knight himself. We, we, everything's been about these about these personalities. So and um, yeah, I think that's a bit of a double edged sword. Really, I'm enjoying it at the same time. But whenever he comes comes out in full suit, I'm like, yes, yes, this is what yeah. I wanted to see. So
0: yeah, they they're using it sparingly, and it feels like it. It seems like with the end of this episode that we might be dealing with a lot more of that. Like. Yeah. The absence of Moon Knight. I'm just yeah. wondering I, I and I hope that it doesn't go more than one episode like of yeah. of Moon Knight. Um but I mean we could talk about that when we get there. But I, I did want to kind of go through the episode a little bit and uh find out what you thought of different parts. So yeah. we 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 in the beginning we discover that Layla has um some family involved in the same business. Like her dad was an archaeologist yeah. and something happened. We don't know what yet, but that her father died or disappeared or or something yeah. in Egypt. And you know, later we find out that Mark may have had something to do with that. But but as of right now it's just like we know she has a missing or deceased yeah. mysteriously. We don't know what went went down, but it was at a dig site. It was while doing his archaeological digs. And she has this network of people though she has these close family or friends of the family or what have you to help her out with stuff yeah and she helps the uh get a a passport and whatnot sets her up so she can go to Egypt and meanwhile arthur harrow has found ammit's tomb like that with the scarab yeah and has uh, right riot- <laughs> quickly <laughs> yeah he's there She's trying to find mark Mark is tracking down leads to try to find harrow so and, and Stephen keeps interfering. What did you make of the the opening fight scene and what do you make of like the choreography so far the fight choreography in this series, maybe compared to the other other series
1: yeah so it's it's all very much it's all very much like a a martial arts, isn't it the way they're going with the choreography until um he embodies, you know, Moonlight embodies when he uses the, uh, I don't know what they what called, moon, moon daggers or something like
0: that. What do you call them, moon daggers?
1: Um,
0: Rangs. Moonerangs.
1: Yeah, moonerangs. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I think the choreography is really well done, I think. Obviously, I'd, I'd like to see, you know, a few less cuts in the editing, I think, because they seem to just be jumping around. But I think what's really working... With the choreography is when they do have this sort of moment, you know, when when Stephen is interrupting, I think it's it's really sort of, it's it's upsetting Mark's flow. I think that's what what's really fun about it. It's upsetting Mark's flow. So when he's you know when he's just about to finish somebody off with the knife, oh don't don't do it, oh, what? And then he gets he got he gets another hit, um, but yeah, it's. It's really fun, but I'd like to see a bit more. I think because they're, they're playing towards like an intensity with the fight sequences, you know, they're really pushing it. We have seen blood in this show as well. Yeah, um, I think that they could probably just push it that a little bit more and really focus in on like it, the brutal style. And we, yeah. we we see it a bit later on the episode when he's he's getting punished himself and he's he's yes. you know, he's taking a lot of damage. Um. I think I think we could afford because it seems to me like this moonlight in terms of the fighting is very similar to you know the early stages that we saw in Daredevil when it's <laughs> still kind of building up you know're still you know figuring out how to beat people, and then it it ramps up the violence and the intensity yeah but I'm enjoying it probably for more of that because i'm a, I'm a bit of a martial arts geek. I love it in movies. I love it when they do martial arts, even though it looks daft sometimes. You're like, well, how come they're standing off and not engaging? And we got that a couple of times in this episode where he's, he's pinning somebody up against the wall and there's two other guys that are just waiting for the cue off screen. So there's a few bits and pieces, but obviously I still think it's quite, it's, it's very fun. The choreography.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's pretty good. Um, there was a series that I was, I think it was, um, Loki where I wasn't with the fight the choreography it. was
1: awful in loki
0: yeah i didn't it think was, it was good yeah you
1: know? i mean a lot a lot of it can be covered by by your camera angles by you know your editing and things but with loki they kept a lot of it quite wide mm-hmm. and then you could see like almost you could see the pacing in it like they're saying right, take it you know hit breathe hit breathe and it, that's yeah. poor it's awful and yet in this, because there's multiple things going on at the same time, that's the thing with choreography. You don't have to be doing several different sort of, you know, you don't have to do a different move every time, but it's how that move is engaged. And then, you know, with the way you, where you frame that, the way you turn it, to make it look different, to make it have a different impact. I think that they've yeah. done that a couple of times already with this. Like, you do see similar shots being thrown in, but then they, then they bring it back and change the angle of it.
0: Yeah, I do think, too, that the the interruption of the action does help in this series with, the, like you said, with Mark being interrupted by Steven and yeah. this back and forth between them, like he's getting stopped in his tracks yeah. right in the middle of the action. And I think maybe it does help a little bit so that you're not doing cutaways all the time, but you are getting an interruption, so it makes sense if it's not fluid, like super fluid. Yeah, done. yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense in this series. Um, almost like it makes sense that, Uh, that Stephen's accent isn't perfect. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of good reasons for things in the series that it's not as hard to explain away as maybe some other series. Like, you know, that doesn't make sense. Why'd they do it like that? Or that looks terrible. In this series, there's a lot of, I mean, luckily for them, I feel like there's a lot of good explanation for everything you can throw out there. Like, well, he has, he's not really British. He's putting on that accent. Of course. Um, it's
1: um, not really a fighter, and then the actual one who is a fighter isn't getting a look in. So we've got we've right. got that in the second episode, didn't we? When he's, he dons the um, the is it the Mister Knight suit? I think it's being being bandied around. that isn't where He's just wearing that nice, lovely white yes. suit. Which is going to be a cosplay. Everyone's going to be cosplaying that from here to bloody San Diego, are they? So um, when he, we get that, where he's, he's not a fighter, he's just like, oh, come on then, I'll, I'll have you, I'll have you. you know, like, <laughs> yeah. It plays okay. up it plays up to the like the not being able to fight and then you get Mark who comes in who can fight and then when you have those breaks in the choreography where it's not going right or he gets caught out, he blames it on Steven and you go, Haha, okay, yeah, it works, I get it. There's still this right. holding the punches back because Steven's there behind him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing too about the the, the Mr. Knight suit. I think it looks really cool. And I the yeah. only problem Having with it is that they're playing it completely for comedy, and I I kind of wish that yeah. like he was a little bit more of a badass as well. Just, yeah. I, I get it. Steve, it's Stevens' alter ego, so I yeah. get what they're. I just wish he, he just looks so cool. It seems like a waste to just yeah. make it fun.
1: It does yeah because it's 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 almost like a Bondian suave kind of suit, isn't it? The way that the way that, the way that it's constructed, the way it obviously oh, the, the only thing that's missing is like the suit jacket. You got the. Yeah. You've got a waistcoat, you got a, a lovely shirt, and you got these lovely pants. Even the shoes, you know, look amazing. And yeah, I'd hope that eventually they may bring it, you know, and use that as sort of like a a suave sort of British debonair man going forward. Once Stephen finds his confidence, mm-hmm. and that'd be something that would, you know, I can I can almost I can almost envision it as sort of like you know an Avengers kind of scenario. Where they're all gathered around the table and he's just sat there in his nice suave suit drinking a lo- you know a, like like a wine or something while they're arguing or something. I could see that coming and I hope that they come away from uh, the comedy element. Cause it, it, if, it was, if they were going to play it the the comedy side, I would have thought they'd try a different looking suit or garb or something that fits that comedy. But because it's a suit, you're almost like ah go into a casino. I'm
0: the bad guy in the, in the casino yeah yeah i just yeah i think it looks very cool i it, it threw me off especially in this episode i was like oh okay here we go like he's going to he's going to do some stuff now and it was like he immediately handed the reins back over like after turning <laughs> into the mr night character. um but yeah i think they will i i'm thinking that steven is going to like this is kind of steven's journey in this series i feel like for to become less Scared of everything, and and yeah. more uh, confident and assured. And I think that like by the end, we will see like Steven participating more in like the action. Like you know, where he would call on Mark for help. By the end of the series, I think he's going to be like, no, I don't. I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And that. Yeah. yeah. His his um hero's journey. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, I I kind of hope it's comes it it becomes like a a shared experience. Obviously, yeah. Mark's journey at the same time as, you know, allowing this, this other person to be able to help. Because Mark's mm-hmm. very much like, I've no idea. He's not having the body back. He's not having the body back. I'm keeping hold of it. And, and yet at the same time, you know, when it comes to sort of like the intellect and, you know, figuring stuff out, it's actually Stephen that's that yeah. side, of, you know, who, who can figure things out. Whereas Mark is all guns and, and misery. Stephen is the one that, yeah, okay, he's nervous, and he, you know, I hope we do get that journey of progression where he becomes less nervous and becomes more confident. When when he's given something like we get in this episode with, with with the with the text, he's able to figure it out. He he does come to the fore, and is confident in being at the fore of that.
0: Yeah, and it feels like this episode did a good job of seeing Mark come to the realization that he does have to kind of acquiesce a little bit to. Yeah. Uh, Steven, like, because he, he needs Steven to complete his mission. He can't yeah. do it as just Mark. And yeah, it was a perfect time to do it, you know, right halfway through we start to get where Mark realized he needs Steven a little bit. Yeah. And so I do, I think they're getting towards that where it's going to be a lot more shared. It's going to be a lot more, I don't know if they'll ever become like a, I, I've been calling the character Marvin like Mark and Stephen because you know it's so back and forth and I I keep referring to him like like and then Steven does this and I'm like wait man was it Stephen or was it Mark yeah. no it was Mark in that scene <laughs> um, but just Marvin it's Marvin whenever it's not Mark or Steve um but yeah I feel like they're moving closer to a to a Marvin to a shared experience and yeah. it, it, that'll be the best version when once we get there um yeah, definitely. but yeah that 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 was that was the best part, I think, character-wise, about the episode was them both realizing they needed each other. Like Stephen realized, like I can't handle this, and quickly hands over the reins to Mark. He's not afraid to give it over to him anymore. Yeah, Mark finally realizes he's got to give it up to him sometimes as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really, I really like that scene where it was all about the, you know, the astro, the astrology. And you know he comes in the suit and he's you know you need to follow me like I'm do- like I'm doing when Conzu's showing him what to do. That, yeah. That's that's all Stephen. That's all Stephen's you know Stephen's doing. Stephen bring using the power. And it, it, it yeah it was a really well done scene. But I, I saw I saw a tweet before. <laughs> it made it made me and the Mrs Tickle when, when we were watching because Mrs went bloody hell. But is everybody in the world going to be seeing this sky like this? And I saw a tweet before basically said, people in the MCU must be fed up of cosmic events. And it just showed all (laughs) the things like the Eternals and stuff like that. It just made me laugh. Yeah. There's there's so much going on in this universe. I'd love to, if they just like did a, you remember when they did the one shots a few years ago that were attached to the movies? Like just a five minute Mm -hmm. one one shot of just, you know, just a regular dude over the last few years, just seeing all these cosmic events, you know, just from the living room or something. I'd, I'd love to see it. It's just like, a random I, thing.
0: I imagine that, like, yeah, if you did just check in with a random bystander or something, they every time they saw something, like, here they go again. Here they go again. Like, destroying the city or changing the sky or bringing cosmic beings. like
1: <laughs> Bill, yeah. the, sky, the sky's spinning. Uh, it'll be the Avengers. Don't worry, dear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's all right. They're at it again. It's fine. Um, so the the big showdown in this episode is when they go and um, well, I guess I guess first we should touch on the fact that we we learned a little bit about Kanshu's relationship to the other gods and how he really is. Um, he's kind of on their last nerve and on his last chance yeah. with the gods. They're like he 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 creates a solar eclipse to call a meeting with them and try to bring. Arthur Harrow to justice. He, he wants them mm. to recognize that this guy's trying to um, bring forth Amit, um, and uh, they they don't see it. They don't see it, yeah. which I find kind of like really these. Yeah, these guys, even, they're tricked by this weaselly guy.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was a little bit weird for me because they said, "Oh, there's no evidence." I think they literally said, "There's, there's no evidence." So I went, "Well." Yeah. That, how do you explain him being in Egypt next to this next to this tomb and they're all bet they're all digging in the sand what you know explain that but they just yeah I th- I like that scene and at the same time I didn't because of that fact because they kind of just went oh well we can't finish the show at this point um so we're just gonna palm it off that the gods are blind um and they fail to see even though even though Mark and Stephen present the evidence, and Khanzu presents the evidence. Like he's in the he's in the desert, he's digging yeah. shit up, and he's got this bloody scarab which is showing him the direction. What more do you need, really, to sort of yeah. say it, right? Yeah. Prove you're not doing it. We're gonna come and see you. Yeah, I do, I enjoy it because you got more of this law, more of this you know, ancient Egypt, the gods, everything. I, I fucking love it. I think it's great. But then Absolutely. at the same time, I was like, "Oh, what a garbage bit of scenery!"
0: <laughs> well, it, it it takes a little bit away from the gods. I feel like, like the the majesty of the gods to to be like they're they don't they can't figure it out. Like they mm. they they don't see. I I would imagine that these gods, as observers, would have noticed this already going on. But no, apparently they're completely yeah. unaware. And that's like yeah. it's just hard to, it's it's hard to fathom that gods would be. Completely unaware of what what humans were doing, but yeah. that's the thing. It was cool though. It was cool to see them uh in the pyramid of Giza and and you know yeah. the, the the bringing together of all the different gods and their avatars. Like that was that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, like I said, it's it's that it's that you know the lore is crazy huge for this character. Well, they're able to sort of make it work in very you know very small doses where you're not sort of getting overwhelmed by everything they present these avatars they present the gods and you you're accepting of it immediately i think that's what's really the good thing about the writing is you're you know beyond oh he's not doing anything we're gonna let him go beyond that you're you're in you're invested and you, you're made to feel like you're know, okay the, these are the characters this is what's going on the gods you know, okay, they're literally saying it, or we've taken a step back from humanity, we've made a vow not to get involved. Very Eternals. It's almost like a, you know, a carbon copy of the Eternals thing, or we won't get involved, but I think at some point, they're obviously going to have to get involved, but I wouldn't be surprised if they all get wiped out, to be quite honest, because of their lack of vision, so we say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I think that i 'm glad that they wrote it in that we see them rather than just telling us about them, because yeah. it, it might have gotten more confusing if we weren't actually faced with okay these are the gods this, these are their avatars. this is how this works yeah. and if we've just been told that there are avatars for all the gods and they meet and yeah. they 've decided this or that i 'm glad that they showed us rather than just explaining to us what it was, you know, giving us uh, exposition i'm glad they actually showed it um. <laughs>
1: So that was the danger, that was the danger is that it would all just become an exposition dump. But you negate, and you you negate any sort of lingering questions by having them just there. Look, this is the temple where we gather when, you know, somebody requests it, but if you request it, you've got to have a really good fucking reason. Otherwise, you know, you're going to get punished. And, you know, it ends up happening, doesn't it? Where the, the, the reason's not good enough purely because they're blind they are obviously been separated from humanity for that long. You know, even though they have these avatars, they're completely separated from their own responsibilities that they're, they're going to end up paying the price for it.
0: Yeah. And, and along with that, they're also... It, it's, it's a good way to set up what happens later. It's like, you know, mm. what... What the challenge is going to be going forward for Mark and Stephen. Yeah. like, it all... It, it starts here. So... They the gods say, all right, look, this is the last time. Don't don't do this anymore. Don't manipulate the skies. Don't be doing God stuff. OK, Um, if you do it again, we're going to turn you to stone. We're going to imprison you. And um they let Harrow go. And yeah, they issue Conshu his last warning. Yeah. But that doesn't stop them. Right. So they're they're Layla and Mark are now they're going to go track down how To find Amit's tomb, they have to go f- find this uh Senfu sarcophagus to get yeah. the uh the map, if you will, like the star map to find Amit's tomb. And so they they go to this, I don't know what he is, a, a wealthy maybe he's a prince or yeah, something I, I, very yeah. wealthy. Yeah, I
1: didn't know if he was supposed to be, well he says it himself, he says he's a philanthropist, but yeah, we don't really get a sense of how that is. Is it family wealth? Is it business wealth? Is it mercenaries? And he has mercenaries there. He has like an old, his own private bloody army, doesn't he? And they all come out of nowhere. Um, which is quite funny. Um, but yeah, we don't really get a sense of, um, who he really is. It's a bit strange but yeah. yeah he's got all this he's got all this gear and he? he's got these two these two um like glass pyramids that house this really impressive stuff surprisingly he's got it all outside You would have thought it'd be inside you know securely locked up or anything but yeah and yeah, the I sarcophagus is there, isn't
0: it? yeah yeah not not shielded from the elements at all it's just outside yeah uh. It looks lovely in the context of the scene, I'm sure.
1: Um, but in terms of safety, security, and, you know, sand damage, uh, yes. you'd think uh, they'd be a bit more housed safely, but, yeah. Yeah. What
0: are you going to do? So um, <laughs> they they get there, and Harrow shows up offering, you know, I can give you this, I'll give you the the, the scarab in exchange for this access to the sarcophagus. Well, Mark and, and Lately they don't have anything to offer like that. So shit goes down. Shit goes downhill really quick. Um, and there's, this is where we get like the big battle of the episode. We get to see Moon Knight really shine doing Moon Knight shit. And yeah. it's good though. You said earlier, uh, about the brutality and yeah. it's much more evident here in this scene than, than we've seen yet, really, uh, with the the throwing of the moon rings and the, uh, yeah. Layla even stabs a guy in the chest. Uh, yeah, like a okay, double
1: stabbing as well. Yeah,
0: yeah it, it's it's more than we've seen in the MCU at least. It, it does it gets closer to that Netflix version of, of street level characters where they're stabbing, shooting. Layla shoots several people in this in this yeah. episode. I don't even think we saw that many people shot uh, in. Falcon the Winter Soldier, there was a lot more melee fighting and stuff,
1: yeah,
0: so, yeah. but that's look i'm a I'm a nineties kid, and I love that stuff. I love fighting and violence and and blood yeah. and all <laughs> like what uh, I'm a Tarantino kid man like I could just watch people uh brutalize each other endlessly. I enjoy it it's fun um and so that that's I'm glad they're bringing that out with this character. And you notice, I think it was a week or two before the series launched that Disney announced that they were going to have like tiers of of what is for more childlike viewers and what is for yeah. more adult viewers. And um I don't know if that was just because they were bringing in the 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 Netflix series. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also so that they can do stuff like they're doing in this series. This is a little bit more. Mature. Um, yeah, I, I imagine the audience for this is wildly different than the audience for the Mids Marvel students.
1: Yeah, and I think that's yeah, I think that's probably why they, they're doing it on there because they they realize you know they, they, with Dare, uh with Daredevil with, with Deadpool coming in there is going to be this point where you're going to have to have this tiered sort of audience level Marvel you know sort of umbrella. Because because they're spreading off that much, I don't think it's going to be as simple as every, everybody comes back to the Avengers when it when it you know when it comes to big event movies. I feel like if they're going to be doing you know having certain characters come in, some of them will appear in different different aspects, and that might well be a, be made a factor by this sort of tier system. You know, if you got Blade coming in, you know how how far are they going to go with Blade? You know how how violent they're going to go with Blade? I mean we've seen a violent Blade in the past. People are going to expect that, especially old fans. They're going to expect Blade to be, you know, it's a vampire movie. We've just had, we've just had Morbius, which is about as bloodless as this table that I'm using. You know, it's it's a vampire movie. You expect a certain level of, yeah, it doesn't need to be gore and everything like that, but you expect, you expect a certain level of violence. You expect a certain level of darkness within it. And, I think Moon Knight is probably the first sort of step towards, you know, a, a level of violence, a level of gore, a level of, you know, a level of injury detail, because we see him getting, okay, it's he's clearly some, somewhat immortal when he's in the Moon Knight form, but we see him get impaled several times in this episode, and it looks, the, the, the look of it was kind of sort of like, oh, Jesus Christ, you know, because he gets impaled and he's pinned down, From four different angles and it's it's quite it's quite jarring and even to you know i'd imagine even to like you know a young child they're like oh crap he's he's completely impaled here this is horrific you know yeah so i can i can see where that idea of like having this tier system would come from and i think it's it's probably necessary because like you said Mm -hmm. with this marvel that's probably going to be the low tier so you know young young kids boys and girls you know, can enjoy that series and not be sort of like, oh, is there going to be any violence in this? And then you have Moon Knight, you've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, where you have that more adult content. And yet, hopefully, you know, with the, the skill and craft of Kevin Feige and all these other creatives, that they'd be able to blend those, you know, if they need to and when they need to blend them and not sacrifice anything of the character. I think that's the most important thing going forward is, Whatever these characters are created, however they're created, the personalities, their style isn't sacrificed for the benefit yeah. of something else for another character that's that's the tricky road I think Marvel's gonna be dealing with going forward.
0: I agree I think um I think that so like if they do another big mash up film like an Avengers level film, right where they're bringing in a lot of the characters to team up. I think the way they have to do it is, in the individual films and series, the character should be as violent or non-violent or whatever as they are, as rated R or as PG as they are, but when they come together into a film together, they're going to have to keep it, it's going to have to be a blend, so it's going to have to be like a a PG-13, so it's not going to be for the little kids, but it's also not going to be straight up Deadpool, you know, when you go see uh The new Avengers or something like that, and Deadpool shows up. Maybe he doesn't use as much profanity, you know, yeah. a film. You know, I that that's what I could imagine. Like they could still make Deadpool work.
1: Uh Yeah, I think Deadpool Deadpool would be the easiest one to do because because he breaks the fourth wall anyway. It'd be very easy <laughs> to establish straight away. Deadpool, you know, if he yeah. goes to swear and he's bleeped in the film and he goes, "What was that?" He'd yeah, me then you know straight away because he's a fourth wall breaking character and other characters might not hear the bleep but in terms of an audience we hear yeah. a bleep and he hears it as well i think it's very easy It'd be very easy to do that with daredevil and I keep saying daredevil with deadpool because he yeah because he already breaks the fourth wall we've seen him interact with the audience so it'd be a case of <laughs> somebody's bleeping me and i don't know what this is mm. this isn't my universe no, i don't get bleeped in my universe what's going on you know but it's those other characters, yeah. if they do bring like, Daredevil in properly, if they do bring Jessica Jones back in and then blade, you know, even Wolverine to a degree. I think people people want a violent Wolverine. <laughs> We've had a violent Wolverine in Logan. You know, what they're gonna do going forward right. if he comes back in.
0: So Yeah.
1: Just getting that blend right, just, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I I hope that I hope that in the individual films. Like I hope Wolverine is a bit more violent and if they use him in a team film, maybe they dial it back a little bit, but not so much that you sacrifice the character. I think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a very careful artistic, like it, it's, it's going to be not an easy task, but <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's probably the most important thing they're going to be faced with coming up is like, how do you make something for everybody with characters that are um, very clearly like some are for these people, some are for these people? So it, yeah. it, it could get could get weird, but I, I have faith, man. They're they're pretty damn good at at what they do. So yeah, for yeah, the most part, I think they hit they they knock it out of the park for the most part. Um yeah. So in in the end, they survive this, and and I love that. Scene as you were saying with the him being impaled with all the spears, uh, I thought that was so good, and and I think it is kind of a, a a stepping up of the violence, yeah. But without going too far, like there wasn't blood everywhere from it, but it was still oh, yeah. intense. You know, he's pinned to the ground. Um, it, it it felt very intense without being gory.
1: Yeah, and even the reaction that we get of him. So he, he is completely pinned. The reaction we get when he sees Layla, like, almost about to be impaled herself is, it's really quick and ex- an extremely brutal reaction. He kills all four of the guys that have impaled him in no time at all. We don't even see it completely what he does to him. He just breaks out and then the next thing, they're all completely, you know, their own, their own, they're, they're all completely speared themselves and they all drop to the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I do, I do, I do like that, but there is that there's still this, you know, ultra violent streak within it, but it is it's is controlled, you know, in a decent way. And then the fight, yeah. the, th- the final fling of the the the, the, the moon orang <laughs> into into yeah. the darkness with with that with the mysterious philanthropist who may or may not be dead. i not. I don't know if he is because we don't see him die. We just hear him off screen go ah, you know, as he gets hit by one of the moon But yeah, it's really really good scene. So well shot. So well lit. You know, utilizing, you know, the darkness. You know, I can see where the parallels to Batman are coming from that people have said. Utilizing the darkness, utilizing, you know, you know, everything about him, the the cloak, the mysterious sort of look. Everyone looks terrified by him, but at the same time, they're still going hell for leather against him. I like it. it it's working.
0: I just hope I hope they go heavy Moon Knight in the suit in the last, you know, in episode five and six, at least. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: yeah, I hope that, that would track into the duel sort of like they finally come together, Stephen and Mark, you know, that would track. They're very comfortable being together, helping each other out. Then they can don the suit all the time, if you like. Yeah. Well, not all the time, but you know what I mean? Like it, in a more comfortable way, they can be one and the same. In yeah, the suit.
0: It'd be if they could communicate with while being in the suit without transforming you know, into Mr. Knight, back into Moon Knight. If they can be Moon Knight together, that would be the best yeah. best thing in the end. Um, but, yeah, they've set it up now because Kanshu needed to turn back the sky for them to properly map where Amit's grave is present day. So they do that, manipulate the skies. So just after being – I mean, he was told – <laughs> five minutes ago in this in this episode not to do don't, it. Don't don't anything. I won't, don't worry. All right, we're gonna turn the sky. <laughs> yeah, he was so quick to just do something that that would damn him to being yeah. imprisoned in stone. Um but he does it and he says, you know, have Mark save me um and it it makes the sacrifice. Um but but along with that comes now Mark and Stephen don't have access, you know, Marvin does not have access to the suit at all. So, or yeah. we a suit, suit? Um, So that presents the problem for next episode. You know, will we see any of Moon Knight in the next episode? Will it just be a, it'll likely be an episode of, we got to get Conshu back so that we have access to the yeah. suit. You know, otherwise, how can we stand up to the power that, that Harrow has with Amit? How are we going to do anything about this as just, mercenary mark and and you know gift shop steven how are we going to do this um i think though that they will play into mark's kind of mercenary stuff in the next episode because he's gonna they're going to need to do some things without the powers of 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 the suit yeah and i I have to rely on that like his you know his abilities
1: yeah and then well um... I'm wondering if this will be the episode where it is sort of like that blending becomes complete. We'll have the brutality of Mark and then we'll have the brains of Stephen, you know, and that is when it will finally sort of be like, right, okay, I'm accepting of you and then I'm accepting of you as well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, because I think this is probably where we will find out possibly more about Mark's mercenary past. Um, Mm -hmm. Possibly when we get you know, further information on this whole thing with Layla, which is kind of neither here nor there. I'm a bit sort of like, okay, we're gonna have to get to this, aren't we? We're gonna have to explain all this and find out what's going on. But yeah. But I think this next episode will be heavy on Mark, I think, you know, explaining well not necessarily explaining everything, but uncovering some of his mysteries and, you know, what he's done and what he's responsible for.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they did they did hint at earlier in the episode that that or Harrow kind of spills the beans yeah. to Layla about about Mark being involved with her father's murder, or disappearance, or, or death, or whatever we don't know yet. Um, so I think we're going to get that uncovered because she's asking about it, and Mark is completely denying, you know, yeah. any anything to do with it. So he's going to have to reckon with that. Um, yeah.
1: I do find that I we do we do it that um, seems to have sorry Stephen seems to have more of an attachment to Layla than Mark does. It's weird, yes. isn't it? like because obviously Layla's known the Mark, Mark, you know, because they're married together. Obviously, she's married to the Mark personality. But at the same yeah. time, seems to be more of a connection between Stephen and Layla, and I'm, I'm wondering if that'll play a factor into this next episode as well. If we if we are aiming more into sort of Mark's, you know, betrayals or mis you know misdeeds, and how Stephen will sort of be the bridge between them, or you know. Solve
0: it or help figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I think, and and it it's clear that Layla is. It seems like she's developing feelings towards Stephen as well. It seems like you know, and maybe that's just like where Stephen seems more attached to her. That that could be just the fact that Mark has led a mercenary life. He is this cut off from his emotions type of person, whereas Stephen is much more. Um, you know, he hasn't had to cut off his emotions and stuff like in in the same way. So it could be that, but yeah, I find it interesting that she almost seems like she's falling for Steven, the different personality. So we'll, I'm I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with that because I think it was last episode or the one before where I was talking with the guest about, um, whether or not, you know, in the end would Mark kind of hand over the reins to Steven? Like, is this just Steven's story? Um, but I don't... The, what you're saying makes a lot more sense, and especially after this episode, that, like, they will learn to mesh well. Yeah. Share the body.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've I've sort of stopped the temptation for myself to have a look at the wiki page of Moon Knight and see which, which one of the characters, if these characters are even part of that, you know, the comic book side, you know, That's to right. see which one is the leader, if you like, or whether they do just, you know, mesh between them and, you know, seamlessly. I've I've, res- I've resisted doing that purely because I want to see how it plays out in the series. Because I'm not familiar with the comics. I'm not familiar with the character. I think I remember the character being in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 or something on the PlayStation 2. Yep. But I, I can't yep. remember it. I don't know anything about the character. So I'm I'm resisting purely because I want to experience how they do it. How they yep. solve it. You know, how you know, whether one character does end up taking the lead. I almost think if that was to happen that it would be Mark taking the lead purely mm-hmm. because Stephen is an accent that 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 um <laughs> that Oscar Isaacs is using. Um you know, I'm not saying he wouldn't be able to maintain it right the way through several movies or whatever, but we've seen we've seen characters and actors in the MCU magically lose their accents. So um yes you know, Elizabeth Olsen, um, losing her accent, never mind, but, yeah,
0: if that was to happen, time to time, say again, I said it comes back from time to time, like, here and there, Elizabeth Olsen, it'll creep in, it
1: it creeps in when she gets angry, I'll give her that, when she gets angry, uh, you took everything from me, oh, there, I heard the accent, there you go, I heard it, (laughs) yep, um, but yeah, if that was to happen, I think it would be Mark that takes the fall. but I, I don't think that will happen. I do think they will maintain this blending, I think.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm also too... I'm of two minds about... Man, all the puns. All the puns in this. Listen, I'm of two minds about Khonshu <laughs> as well because it's like... Khonshu... It's like, he's going back and forth. And I'm like, is he such a great guy? Like Khonshu kind of seems like... Yeah. Not not the greatest either. Like maybe he's the better choice between Amit and and Kanchu, but that he's not a great guy. Like he maybe he is really taking advantage of a guy who yeah. has a mental disorder. Um, yeah, we, you know, we got
1: that. We got that from Ethan Hawke, didn't we? Ethan Hawke's character Harrow says that. He says as much. Like he, he's you know he's he's, he's abusive. Yeah, you know yeah. He's, he's he maybe do things, and Amit's the better way because she'll be able to eradicate all of this without any sort of, you know, before anything happens, whereas um conju is just this vengeful, spiteful being. So we, we, yeah. we're getting a sense of that from, you know, the good side and the bad, but obviously Harrow is yeah. completely corrupt this, at this point, and he's obviously been through some horrible shit. So, but I'm ho- hoping we get, like, a little bit more information on what happened to Harrow with Khonshu, just to see yeah just to get that sense of, like, okay, yeah, he isn't that much of a, a, a better choice, but yeah. that it's, it'll be Mark and Steven that end up, you know, overriding, you know, Consue and being able to don Moon Knight without any sort of, like, restrictions or anything like that, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I, I wonder, because they have not only played into, like, that with with Harrow and his... um. You know revelations about Conchu, but also you can see that Mark is not really happy in this relationship with Conchu. Yeah. Like he he's under his thumb essentially, and also being threatened that well, if he gives up the mantle, Layla's next. Yeah, like, so it's, it's going to be passed on to someone else.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Conchu's kind of like he he's really um he's so far he's kind of like it, it's a who knows. Who knows if he ends up being a better choice in the end. I don't know. Yeah, go no, ahead. Yeah. Obviously, it feels like, it feels like Amit, it feels like Amit and, and bringing forth Amit is going to basically take out a good portion of the Earth's population. And that, yeah, like in the Marvel again. Universe, is a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I I assume that Khonshu is the better choice here and that we're going to have to do that. But I do think that they will probably they've been especially in these series doing a lot of play in the gray area and i think that they take villains and make them not so villainous and yeah. even you know um heroes and give them a dark side so yeah it's it's good storytelling it really is um yeah yeah
1: much better than loki much yes better than loki
0: <laughs> i agree i and i think we're in the minority man a lot of people love loki that's a lot of people's favorite you know, series. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not seeing it, man. I, I don't see no, it.
1: I, I don't see it at all. Don't see it whatsoever.
0: So would you say you're more into this character than you were going in? Like, has the series excited you more about the character or, or what?
1: Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Like I said at the start, I didn't know anything about him. And now I'm I'm more intrigued about the character, about the journey, you know, just what he is, you know, because I don't know anything about him. So it's learning about what he is, what his powers are, you know, how he's able to affect the world around him. That's where I'm sort of, you know, more interested and more excited about, is, that, you know, figuring out this stuff, like learning more about the character. You know, I'm, I I always judge characters based on, sort of like how I feel, like what I want to explore away from the show. Like If I come yeah. away from something and go, ah, I don't want to know anymore, then to me that is, the, the product's not done its job because I don't want to learn anymore. I'm not excited to learn anymore. But here, you know, I'm resisting that temptation to, you know, go online and see, you know, where the characters come from, what is potentially coming next, purely because I want to experience the show for, you know, what that can bring, what it can do for itself. But obviously when this show's over, then I'll be like, okay, right, let's see, let's ask, you know, I'll I'll ask, you know, Mr. Spider Dan, you know, what what Moon Knight comics do you know? Are there any good ones that I can have a look at? Which I haven't done yet. I've not spoken to him at all about Moon Knight, apart from to ask him if he is watching it, because I know for a fact he'll just start giving me all this information that I don't want to know at present. I want to wait and see what happens with the show. But yeah, I'm excited going forward. I think I'm, 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 I've enjoyed this one so far. Um, more than the others, apart from maybe One Division. One Division still stands up there for me, but I've enjoyed this one a lot more than all the others. Even Hawkeye. And I thought Hawkeye was pretty good as well.
0: I think it's a, a, a good decision, though, to to stay away from source material, like, where you're at, because it it, it keeps you from building expectation, too, because, you know, like, C yeah. Mar- like, U does their own thing it, they don't always stick st- to the source material and a lot of times people going in like well that's not the character i know you know that, that's not yeah. my bad man you know, it's like this is what people do they they like they yeah. put part of self into the character and like it matters so much what someone else does with it and yeah. i but i think it's i think it's smart if especially with this new character we have this opportunity to really be introduced to something for the first time yeah um, absolutely yeah None of the series have done that yet. They've introduced new characters, but the series hasn't been about a brand new character. Like this is a whole yeah. new world. For us. These Egyptian gods and this, this power yeah. of moon. Night. It's, it's like a whole new world we get to experience. And I did the same thing. I know basic story. Like I know his basic origin, but I don't know the intricacies. Yeah. I don't know all the details. I don't know. And I'm letting this series tell me their version because yeah, I don't want to be uh, tainted. Going in and, yeah, and yeah. having being let down by the series, even if it's a fantastic series, like that would be terrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And if there is anything really cool that they're going to bring forth that may have been in the source material, I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's a hundred percent my 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 thought process because the previous series they have primarily been about characters that are already there. They're just extensions yeah. of those character stories, like Falcon and yeah. Winter Soldier. It was like giving those characters a bit more to do than they had to do in the films, for yeah. for better or worse, you know, depending on your opinion of the show. But this, this is brand new. This is fresh. This is you know, this is the start of those new character shows that are coming through. Miss Marble, She Hulk, um, you know, any of the others that are coming. You know, this is the yeah. start. This is, this is the new sort of the fresh, brand new marvel
0: angle with new characters yeah. and i've said i said at the beginning of the series that i almost hope that they don't yet intertwine it with the rest of the mcu i hope this series ends without bringing in maybe you know having a character show up as a cameo from another yeah. series or from the films uh I, I don't really need that with this one we've had it in every other series they have to connect it in some way um i'm i'm aware that it will connect to the greater mcu and i'm i'm curious to see how and when they do that, um, but I don't need it yet. I kind of just want this series to stand alone yeah. until later on, you know?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really want to see just like some random character that doesn't make any sense yeah. in terms of Moonlight's story. I don't want to see I don't know, let's just throw it out there, like I mean, uh, who would be the worst character to randomly pop up at the end of this? Would it be uh let's say Falcon. Falcon's just randomly there for no reason. Yeah. Or 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 um Scott Lang. He's just he's just there yeah. for no reason in the Ant Man suit. It, it yeah. sense in the context of this of this series, the way that it's the way it's come across because it's all supernatural. You know. Yeah. You could probably get away with Doctor Strange popping in. But again, it would take away it would take away from the character, from all everything that's happening at the minute. And that's the danger that I alluded to before, is that you don't want to drain away from what's working with yeah. the character in favor of the wider product. But the product mm-hmm. is Marvel. So eventually it is going to happen. It's just how they yeah. do that in a, in an organic fluid way. And we've had, we've had duff bloody cameos, duff mm-hmm. after ad- ad- yeah. ad- ad- credit scenes with the Sony side of everything recently. And, oh, this is where it'll start to fall apart if they start really shoehorning things in because they think they have to all the time, right This is where it'll start to fall apart. People will go, "Ah, oh, whatever," because they did it with Morbius they watched the after credit scenes and the talk became more about those scenes than it was the film, yeah, the film yeah for me was appalling, really didn't like it, but those after credit scenes really put it put that unwanted gherkin on the top of that cake. it was just unnecessary and it tasted bad had a horrible taste to it and if they do something like that within this and spoil the good work of the cake we've Mm. had so far then it will derail
0: it yeah I I, I do worry like that is a worry that that they will start to think they have to do it with everything Mm. um, or else you know people won't resonate with it if they could really just see that Fans like you and I just want just this, you know, and and that's it. And then, sure, do it late, but it doesn't have to be every time. It doesn't have to be this time. It doesn't have, you know, not every series needs a cameo. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't like, yeah, they could shoehorn in uh, one of the Defenders characters, just to show that, oh, yep, it is canon, just to remind you guys. No, it doesn't fit at all. In this storyline, so just please leave it alone, please. And we're dealing with like like the Egyptian gods. We've never dealt with that before, so like it 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 doesn't tie in with the other things. You know, it's like we've got Thor and we've got the Nordic gods and we've got you know Strange and the the multiverse going on right now. Like we don't need. Moon Knight to interact with anyone else just yet. Like this is plenty, plenty.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Here's here's a good question for you? I've only just realized it, thinking about it. But you know, when the credits start to roll, have you been mm-hmm. watching the credits up until the point where it goes, where it shifts into the little box? Yeah,
0: I, 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 I fast forward and watch <laughs> oh,
1: the Here yeah. we, we watch it right the way through. We just let it play. Uh, it's always become yeah. subconscious to expect something to happen in the credits until it goes, oh, yes. watch this instead or watch the next episode. It's that weird right. sort of extended Netflix thing, though, isn't it, where you wait for it to come saying play next episode, but with Marvel, you're watching the credits through until it says press back to go to the main menu. Yeah, They've drilled it into us to expect something, and that's the yeah. thing that's where that over over end of the spectrum of the worry comes from is that they'll, they'll feel obliged in the very last episode to provide that to say, mm-hmm. well, you've watched the credits right the way through so far. And the credits are great because you you can see like different changes in everything, you know, like especially the the start credits for the, the start of the episodes, they are changing. So like, the moons are changing and the locations yeah. are changing. It looks great. And the after credits are great as well, but it's drilled into us to expect something. So something is yeah, probably going to happen in that final episode. Whether it's something maybe for a season two or, you know, a teaser for Miss Marvel or a teaser for She-Hulk that isn't connected. I'd prefer that yeah. if it was sort of like a, a pre-teaser trailer for another series or something like that, as opposed to, yeah. oh, here is here's the Wasp in Egypt for no reason.
0: Yes, I would like to see. I They're going to do it. Let's just be like let's be <laughs> clear. Yeah. Point. But I would I want to see something that alludes to more moon Knight, not something that yeah. alludes to a greater universe. Like I don't need I that's that's what I would like to see in an after credit scene is like, oh, like I don't know. Say say something happens at the end of this and conshu and is, is uh s- dead. Okay? Yeah. Some <laughs> I don't know. But then they give some sort of clue that is not quite Dead, you know, like something like that, like like after credits used to be where they would like yeah. prime you for a sequel, maybe, you yeah. know, but sometimes you got them and sometimes you just never did, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I prefer that, yeah, definitely, definitely. A little bit of mystery to take you on to the next part, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah but I, I don't need greater MCU stuff in this, just, just let it stand on its own for now, yeah. um, so. I think we covered the episode pretty damn well from all angles. Um, I think so. We,
1: we're skewing well, it from all different
0: sides. Yeah, I, I feel like you and I are both pretty pretty excited for the series going forward. And um, why don't you tell people where they can find you and tell a little bit about what you do over on YouTube. Oh,
1: uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Andy underscore. Uh, hang on. Angry underscore review, I think it is, or Andy underscore review. I can't really remember. I can't remember. my own plugin. this. is horrendous. But that's the right. main we'll put it. The... Oh, yeah. Put it in the description. That's better. Yeah. And that saves me any any blushes. But the main forum you can find me on is on YouTube at Angry Andy Reviews. That's where I do all my lovely reviews, um, mainly focusing on movies at the moment. While things are a little bit in turmoil around the house and we're uh, expecting of a replicant. But, um, yeah, that's where you can find me mainly. But, yeah, I just – I flit around mainly movie reviews and then every so often I do something a bit oddball, review a microwave dinner or a burger. (laughs) I've got one coming up that I'm planning, um, which looks horrendous. I'll probably do that in the next couple of weeks when I've got some free time. Yeah, I do all sorts of weird stuff as well, mainly movies, though.
0: That's fantastic. Um, Well – Congratulations on your upcoming spawn! And um, <laughs> thank you,
1: thank you very much. And,
0: uh, yeah, man, thank you for joining me. Thanks for doing this. I uh, always have fun when you come on. I really enjoyed our last conversation as well. And yeah. I know that I've I, I've heard a lot of feedback from people too that that uh, when I told them that next week Angry Andy's coming back on, they're like, "Oh, I like that guy. Can't, can't oh. wait." So yeah, yeah. Oh. you have I some have fans. I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We'll talk to you oh, later.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Cheers, mate. See you. See you later.
0: All right, ladies and gents. That's going to do it for the conversation with Angry Andy. He's not that angry, is he? Like, you... You expect with a name like Angry Andy that he's going to be a really negative guy, but he really isn't. He is, a, he is a mega fan of all this geek stuff. I know he's a huge Star Wars fan. If you go over and check out his channel on YouTube, and I, and I really think you should, not only does he review uh, movies, but he also delves into, as he said in the episode, he, he reviews food and stuff like that, but um, you'll see that he, he reviews uh action figures he reviews um, custom-made lightsabers that he's ordered a lot of cool stuff um, that that really has nothing to do with marvel but has a lot to do with um, geekdom nerddom and pop culture in general so definitely go check him out i watch all his videos i love his reviews no matter what he has to say and i love the the nonchalantness of his videos most of his videos are like while he's doing something else some medial medial task in his house like one is like Uh, sweeping the chimney and one is like uh, making a pot of tea and he does his review while he's doing this other thing so um, I just really enjoy that the the, the nonchalantness of his channel so yeah go check out Andy just look up angry Andy reviews and I'll also put a, a link in the description and I'll link you to his Twitter as well Definitely go check those out. Um, and he does a lot of guest appearances on other podcasts as well. He does a lot of appearances over on uh, the Comics in Motion feed and also on Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars, which I don't know if I've mentioned Spider-Dan and the Secret Boars before, but that's a fantastic podcast as well. Examining movies that that, that are not mainstream. In fact, that the whole idea of the series is, is examining films that you might not have heard of and that, that mainstream audiences might find boring. So an interesting take. Uh, on the, the the podcast world. So go check that out, uh, Spider Dan and the Secret Boards as well. Like I said, um, a good friend of Andy Knowles and you will hear Andy over there on that podcast quite often to review obscure films. Uh, if you want to keep the conversation going with me, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at RealBrettscott or you can email the show directly at marvelpluspodcast at gmail.com. Also hit up that email if you want to be a guest on the show. I've had numerous guests, and I'm always looking for new ones. I'm always looking for mega fans of the MCU or mega fans of the comic book world. You know, it, you I'm just normal people. I've had writers on. I've had um, artists on. I've had uh, podcasters on everything. So don't be shy. If you're interested in coming on here and spilling your guts and your fandom for these MCU, Marvel, Disney TV series, come on, bring it. Just hit me up. I'm more than willing to have you on. Trust me. We'll have a conversation beforehand. You'll be comfortable. Even if it's your first time, trust me, you talk to last week's guest, uh, Maggie Standish, and she'll tell you. It, it, it's not as bad as you imagined. Um, it, I, I try to make everyone as comfortable as possible coming on the podcast. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and also, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. Go over to Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify and leave a five-star review. And also on Apple Podcasts, you can leave written reviews. And if you leave a written review, I will read it right here on the podcast. And also you will be entered into a drawing to win some Marvel Plus Merch. Most likely, that's going to be a t-shirt or a mug or a cup or a tumbler or something like that, but likely a t-shirt. So if you're interested in being put into that drawing, please go leave a written review um, and and tell me what you think of the podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Also, big news, we got our first one-star review. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring this up. It's it's, it's a little sad, um, but Marvel Plus got its first one-star review. And I'm like, are we that bad? is this that bad i i don't know i can see a two or three star if you don't enjoy what i do but but one star one star come on i guess i'm just grateful that there's not a zero star option. Uh, but really, just thank you all. I mean, I don't need only five stars. Hey, mate, maybe you think it's a mediocre podcast. I want to hear that, too. I want to hear everything. I wish the person that left one star would have let me know what they dislike about the podcast. Maybe I could incorporate that into making the podcast better. That's the whole point of reviews. So, yeah, if you do leave a, a, a five-star rating or a three-star rating or whatever you leave, please give an explanation. Tell me what you think of the podcast in the written review if that is an option wherever you're rating the podcast. All right. Uh, Yeah, I think that's going to do it. Uh, You can go check out the Marvel Plus Patreon page if you want extra bonus content. It's uh, patreon.com slash Plus. also a link in the description. Go check out the artist on YouTube that does the intro to the series. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that, but there's always a link in the description to the song that is played in the intro of this marvel plus podcast and i i would encourage you to go check out that guy's other work because he does some pretty awesome covers and and other stuff as well over there on youtube so check that out in the in the link in the description below and yeah that that's gonna do it i'm gonna wrap it up i'll see you guys next week i've already got a guest lined up for that cannot wait to talk to them cannot wait to share their opinions with you as well uh All right. Catch you guys next week for episode four of Moon Knight. Once again, my name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus.